Thou shalt not be haunted. <laughs> you said that in kind of a JFK voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at azhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You'll never understand the nature of sacrifice, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's protected by the ejaculation of serpents. It's Mark. Hello. <laughs> For those of you on... I very much enjoyed that, Mark. That was, uh, uh, that's a good job. Should we For just those sing this whole podcast? <laughs> Let's sing the whole podcast. <laughs> Just little weird bits of it that are mm. inter- that are not connected at all. <laughs> yeah, if I do agree to that, it's not going to be to this next part where I talk for like a minute and a half straight. Okay. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 1973's The Wicker Man, which was a Mark pick. Mark, thank you for that pick. You're welcome. And fair <laughs> warning, we are about to dive all the way into that, and when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, we do have a Patreon right now, but we are not where your money should be going, so as we have been doing for over a year all of our patreon proceeds are currently going to feeding america so if you want to head on over to a to z horror that's a t o z horror uh nope patreon.com slash a to z horror a t o z horror support the show at your level of choosing still get some perks for your troubles but know that your money is going a much better place than our dumb asses now is a good time to do that and if you don't want to do that or just want to hang out or can't afford to right now that's fine we just appreciate you being here and hanging out with us but do do something you can to help someone who needs it we continue to use blacklivesmatters.carrd.co as a good list of resources you can find so you can figure out where you can put some resources to help people but if you need a little escapism hopefully you can have some fun in horror with us for at least at least the next little bit and boys you know what that means it's time to do getting drunk part so on that score let's do beers for fears that talking? was very hard full disclosure listener we recorded a podcast before this because of some weird stuff that happened today and i am already a little tipsy so here we are you oh, were really uh, exaggerating at all when you said you just talk for two minutes i kind of i feel like your monologue is getting longer and longer somehow it is i'm just getting worse and worse at saying it i think <laughs> just repeat yourself <laughs> enough yeah exactly beers for fierce time mark beers for fierce the wicker man go yeah i'm not drinking beer this week so i don't mean penalize me accordingly i'm gonna start off with a glass of scotch uh specifically one from talisker which is on the isle of sky which they use for a lot of the b-roll in this movie um that's that's part of it. Obviously, this is a uh, like northern UK filmed joint, and like I just said, it was cool in the intro credits to have them do like the swooping scenic shots of various parts of uh, scenic Scotland, and especially places that I've been to. Uh, we did a nice. trip up to Isle of Skye in 2019 that um, I was like, hey, we've been to that thing, and we've been to that thing. That's neat. Uh, And then afterward, I'm mixing very strange tastes here, but I got an Angry Orchard hard cider. Uh, It's a crisp apple (laughs) hard cider. Fair. And um, that's perfect. This is the objective perfect perfect choice for this movie. Mark, did you say what kind of whiskey you're drinking? Uh, Talisker Storm. Nice. Well, I'll go next because I too have, give me a glass of whiskey as the main character gets here. I'm not drinking uh, scotch, but this movie isn't, really a scottish movie besides being set in scotland it's neither filmed in scotland nor has scottish actors so i figure having a whiskey uh is good enough he asks for whiskey in the movie i also have here a 90 shilling 
Scottish ale because mm. uh, it is supposed to be a Scottish movie and it is set in Scotland. So those are what I'm <laughs> drinking this week. Jake, how about yourself? I'm just drinking scotch. I didn't go with a secondary selection. Um, wow. I also went with an island scotch because this does take place in the islands and like the Hebrides. Um, the island scotch that I have at home right now is Highland Park. So that's what I'm going to be drinking today. Oh, yeah. Nice. I forgot to mention, to justify my Scottish ale, there's also a scene in this movie where they sacrifice a keg of ale to the ocean gods. And while I didn't pour any beer out when I went to the ocean today, I was at the ocean You should today, have poured so. some beer out. I know, but, you know, I wasn't. I didn't want to jog over to the ocean with a beer. Felt weird. <laughs> also, I think that might be littering. Littering, know. probably illegal in several different Yeah, ways, you but, shouldn't uh, do that. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think pretty good job all around. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, we all took the whiskey angle. I don't think it's clear that it's scotch in the movie, right? He just says a glass of whiskey. Yeah, but it's but okay, it's, it's sure small batch whiskey on an island of Scotland. It's probably scotch. yeah. It's island scotch. <laughs> like, yeah. sorry, man, we only have bourbon. <laughs> we import it from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a deal. I don't know. It's weird. The, the crops but, didn't come in, but the shipment of whiskey from, from Kentucky did. So there you go. We only have canned scotch. We're a global economy on this island. Nice. But drinking beers and watching The Wicker Man isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. And ordinarily, we'd tell you about it, except for this week. As we record this, it is decently in advance of the first of that month, that month being May of 2020. So hopefully this first one will hit month. you at the right time. Yeah. First of and that month. So we... The, it was referring to what I had said previously, Mark. I was clarifying my pronouns, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking eloquently. Uh, and so we are going to hit you with the horror release roundup or HRR over at the website, adchorror.com. That time it's a hyphen zhorror.com. We're going to kick you a list to every single link to a horror movie trailer we could find coming out over the course of the next month. But here on the podcast, we're just going to pick a top one movie, a bottom one movie, and a dark horse pick. Jake, let's start with you this time. Which one? Let's start at the bottom. What is your bottom mm -hmm. one pick? The bottom. Or May. Uh, or I went May. with The Gin. This is a movie that had a quote at the very beginning of the trailer that was just the all the small things like turn the lights off, carry me home bullshit. So I completely <laughs> was ripped from the trailer like immediately. Hey everybody, Jack here. Just a quick editing note. We are dum-dums and we apparently found the wrong version of this movie. We found an earlier version of a movie called The Gin. So uh, Jake's talking about the wrong movie here, but it doesn't really matter because it sounds like he didn't watch it anyway. Anyway, thanks. Bye. And started again and because I noticed that I had not been paying attention to it. Started again and then I was just immediately ripped out again. So I just went and watched the music video for all the small things. <laughs> I don't even know what this movie's about. I know it has a gin, and I read the synopsis. I'm not it's... interested, and I could not bring myself to pay attention to it because of something that it did. So on those grounds, sirs, it is <laughs> the, the interesting... one that I'm least excited for. That is a the... quality product. There are some that are like less, I, smaller movies, I would say. Um, so I kind of gave those a pass, but this one is uh, near the bottom of the list because I'm just going to go listen to some Blink-182. The the interesting hook here is that this is helmed by Toby Hooper. I think that's like the main thing. Don't give a is, fuck. Yeah. Did he direct okay. it? I, I yeah. will say I don't remember. No. Well, if it's helmed by it, he I didn't assume direct he did. it. I think he oh. did. Did he really? Sure he did. TBD. Hold on. Hold on. Some live <laughs> googling. That's what the people. Well, want. while Mark's googling, Jake, I'll mention I, I had a similar experience, not with the gin, but with Diablo or the Devil's Child. Sure. That one, the the thing starts with. You're an orphan. And I was just singing the Aaron Burr, sir, from Hamilton the entire time throughout that fucking trailer. I have an update. 
It is yes. not directed by Toby. Yes. <laughs> Fucking say it with confidence. You know what I mean? I knew. I knew. How did right. you know? You didn't. You don't know anything about this movie. You just came out. I said this, and you're like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you asshole. I hate that you're right here. This is the. Well, I like that you went with a. <laughs> I like that your bottom one, Jake, was uh, one that you just didn't really watch anything about. I so tried that's... twice, though. <laughs> And, and it's okay. Twice. Look, if it, if it wasn't clear enough because I was making a bit of a joke, like this is a movie called Gin that's about a gin. I I don't need a lot more of that. You have to be bringing something to the table. And I also I did say at least this part. I'm giving some of the real low budget, more entry level fare, genre tests, whatever, like a pass here. So this is the one yeah. that I am least excited for out of those that are real movies this month. Yes. I think that's fair. I did a very similar thing to that. I didn't pick Jin, uh, but I did pick what I would venture a guess and bet a decent amount of money is the highest budget movie coming out in May. I picked Army of the Dead as my bottom one. That's kind of interesting. Zack Snyder, uh, baby. Yeah, motherfucker, look, if you want to see an overlong CGI-filled boring mess of a thing that's just Zack Snyder jizzing all over some celluloid, there's <laughs> fucking plenty of that that's come out over the last 15 Jack, years. Jack, yes? Jack, I assure you, yeah, I do. <laughs> I oh will God, 100% be one. watching it's this eventually. You add that to the, uh, not like horrible because it was before Zack Snyder was allowed to just be himself and which is a bad director when he was more restrained in uh the the uh what what was his first one Night of the Living Dead Day Dawn of the Dead Dawn, Dawn of, of the Dead. Dead yeah um and that one was full of casual Islamophobia I don't really need in my life look I'm fucking tired of Zack Snyder I don't need any more of his horse shit this movie is going to be nothing but his horse shit as time goes on that dude just gets less and less restrained and the world is like for some reason, we're okay with this? No, I'm not okay with it. I'm not going to be watching oh my this God. movie. I'm 100% okay with it. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. The, the one thing that I nitpicked from the trailer was like, how have we never identified the trope of winning at a slot machine and it just spitting coins all over the floor? Are there any slot machines ever that if you hit the jackpot, it's just like, we're going to send your money across the goddamn floor? I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, yeah, most of them do that, I don't. right? When you hit the jackpot, it's mostly digital, but it does spit out like 50 bucks in coins to make it an experience. Yeah. I well, yeah, but my point is it's not it's not spitting it out into the coin tray. It's spitting it out like out onto the floor. Like it's not even <laughs> attempting to, to collect it. It's just like, boom, squirt gun of money. No, I, th I think they do that to make it like a spectacle. So everybody comes and gathers and watches somebody win and feels like you can. Hmm. But then a fight just develops on the casino floor, and you're like, hey, that's my quarter, and then you stab somebody. <laughs> yep, that's what happens. I, dude, Mark, Vegas. let me ask you this. Have you watched the Snyder Cut? Hell no. No, 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 no. Then why are you excited for this? <laughs> well, because those are two completely different things. I'm not going to watch a... I, don't, I am not a DC Universe guy, but in general, I like Zack Snyder's work. Okay, well, I, I liked uh, 300 when it came out because I was like 14 and an idiot. Um, that movie's still pretty cool. That movie is not pretty cool. <laughs> if you get past the whole like demonization of of like the entire Persian Empire. brown people, <laughs> <laughs> if you get past that part, oh, yeah. if you get past the like not even casual racism, it's uh, it does have inch, cool action sequences. The nine inch nails song was cool. 
it's it's also very offensive to disabled people, so there's that too. It has um, cool action sequences. But uh, and it. Jack, Jack, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't bring up Sucker Punch and how also awful that movie Holy is. Holy shit. That's about how it's like pretty much okay that these women are being raped because they're good with it in their brains. Jesus. What yeah, the because fuck because are they we go doing? like two or what three are we layers doing? deep. This is why this, all of this What are we doing? Combined with the fucking Snyder cut is why I am not I will not be watching the army of the dead. <laughs> it's my bottom one. Mark, what's your bottom one? Okay, I'm taking... Uh, you guys can probably disqualify me from this competition if you want. I'm going to go with Apex Predators, and here's why. Apex Predators is like one of the lowest budget, very clearly made-for-TV movie type uh, summer blockbusters coming out in the month of May. It is about a shark that becomes a killer shark, and then I think it mutates into becoming an even more killer shark or something. Was this trailer real? I don't know frankly. And I would like to apologize to the makers of Apex Predators if in fact we do link to an incorrectly made trailer and I'm just talking out of my ass. But the reason I think it's fair to select this is because there's another movie coming out this month called month called Aquarium of the Dead. I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to demand that you justify picking Apex Predators over Aquarium of the Dead. And this is the tale of two movies for me. Aquarium of the Dead, equivalently low budget, but Seems like it has a hell of a lot more charm to it than what they're bringing to the table with Apex Predators. And I thought the the disparity between these two pieces oh, of content Oh, this is Dark Horse. Fuck. Was, okay, yeah. No, we're doing low. We're doing I forgot. We're not doing Dark Horse. Yep. No, Aquarium of the Dead looks great. Yeah. No, I Aquarium of the Dead, I mean it's not it's not going to be my apologize. Dark Horse or my top one, but the disparity between these two I think is indicative of like what you can and can't do with trailers even with low budget movies with like stupid concepts. I you know, we all love those killer shark summer movies like the Meg or the shallows or whatever. But I, I just thought putting those two right next to each other where aquarium of the dead comes out like 10 days later, but looks so much better really just made it stick out to me as this needs to be the worst movie of the month. I genuinely forgot we were talking bottom ones. I fully agree with you. And it also doesn't help that the trailer for apex predators, I don't know who uploaded this shit, but it, it looks like I was, buffering it on like a pre-smartphone phone yeah yeah i think it's it's made it's made at the resolution that you would be appropriately watching it on like an old ipod (laughs) (laughs) like a third gen ipod yeah like one of the ones that like like the u2 ipod that had like bono's signature on the back of it (laughs) maybe one of the ones with like a clicky wheel yeah, well, that's a that's a fair pick, Mark. I agree with this. Now let's move on to Dark Horse. And Mark, let's start with you since I falsely accused you of picking the wrong Dark Horse. Uh, okay, so this is hard because this seems like the month of Dark Horses. Um, does it? It does, and there's, I mean, there's a lot that could go that that could go into that with in like the smaller budget category. But I think I'm gonna go with a little bit of a weird take here. A You've quiet place. A quiet place, part two. Is my Ooh. dark horse okay? I like this take. Interesting. Say more. I love a Quiet Place Part One. Yeah. I had it as my number one movie from 2018 or whatever that, movie though. it came out. Yeah, whatever. This like legitimately could be a fucking terrible movie, right? It like, sure could. Like at at its well, at, I don't know if it could be terrible. I don't think I th- I don't think that Killian Murphy that and Amelia Blunt alone make fine, it fine. Emily, did I say Amelia? You did. You were asking about Amelia Clark off air. You, you fucked me up. Yeah, fair. That is my fault. You're right. Let's blame Jake. <laughs> but I mean, the 
the the general synopsis they're going with is there's like other dangers that lurk off the sand path. And if this just ends up being a movie about shitty humans being shitty to each other during a post apocalypse, then like this was a complete wasted this. opportunity. And it this very much appears we to be didn't about need that. this. You didn't need to make this. Be more creative in your storytelling. And I will be substantially disappointed with this movie. But mm. it could also be a very good follow up to one of the best movies in the last decade of horror. So. It, it, I feel but like my, your variance on this one is high, and I'm pretty sure that's what we circle with Dark Horses. Yes, Mark, to your first point, though, like I think the trailer makes it in- indicates that that's entirely what this thing is about. Like, there's more to fear than just the monsters, and then it talks like Killian Murphy's like, most people out here aren't worth saving. Which is and so, guns and- so tired, man. I mean, you have a completely brand new concept, and you're just making a zombie movie. We've <laughs> seen The Road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're making a Cormac They made a McCarthy drama. Movie. Like, this concept is so, like, ubiquitous that they made a drama non-horror movie about You were saying it, it like it's done. You're saying it like it's done. You're saying it like it's done. That's what the trailer is leading me to believe. Mm. Uh, that is what the trailer is leading me to believe, and I, I feel very upset about it because I've been excited it. for this. And, yeah, by the way, this was supposed to come out March of 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think actually did. Happened. this did get a theatrical premiere in March of 2020 in New York. Hmm. and Like one of the like limited LA. theater release? And it was exactly one week before all the theaters shut down. So they were just like, you know what? We're going to take a, take a mulligan on this one. Fair. <laughs> I like that. Jake, what about you? What's your dark horse pick? I went with Threshold. Threshold is the one that, yeah, Jack shaking his head like, I don't remember that one. So Threshold primarily. <laughs> now, this trailer looked okay, but it had a pull quote, which usually don't mean much to me. They can only serve to, like, render me more angry at the film itself. But this one was interesting because it the pull quote said, it's like a Benson and Moorhead project. And High me praise. being me, that was a very interesting thing that got me... To a place where I was, I was curious. This is also coming out on a streaming service that I think we should talk about for a second called Arrow. Um, that in and of itself is kind of a dark horse. Now, Arrow, uh-huh. this is okay. Let me take pause. I'm, I'm scrambling <laughs> because there's so many thoughts in my head. This is kind of the month. That's of, a first. Oh, of the <laughs> the thing that we hate, which is future cult classic. Now, this trailer didn't do that, but it's coming out on Arrow, which I just said, streaming service. It's a new thing that is kind of predicated on hosting cult movies. So by hosting this movie, is it calling it a future cult classic? I don't know. What the hell is this thing? Also, there are two other movies that are coming out this month that had poll quotes discussing future cult classic, which drives me fucking insane. For the record, they were fried berry and what was the other one? Benny Loves You, I think. Yeah. What the Benny fuck? Anyway, back to this movie. The The comparison to Benson and Moorhead really got me curious. I don't know if what I'm seeing in the trailer leads me to believe that it's going to be of that quality, but I'm probably going to check it out. And Arrow is like trying to be a competitor to Shudder, right? They're like horror-focused streaming service. I don't think so. I think it's more cult. I don't think it needs to be a genre film in particular. It might be. I don't think so, though, at least what I've heard. Okay. Right. I think it. I think they do feature a lot of horror content, but it's not horror exclusive. So. Yeah, it just so happens that there's a big crossover there. What? Another streaming service? <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my God. Jack. Um, all right. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for throwing it to me. I was trying to figure out how to do that myself. I picked the resort as my dark horse pick. 
Uh, well, this is a movie about as, as the resident Hawaiian. Because you live in Hawaii. Yeah, this, this is a movie about some some uh, what mid twenty somethings that go on vacation to Hawaii. They go to an island, and there's the half faced girl. Horror <laughs> ensues. I picked this for a couple of reasons. Okay. One, I do live in Hawaii now. That was fun. Two. Everybody in this trailer can fucking get it. This is one of the most attractive casts I've seen in some time now. Three, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of The Ruins. I got a The Ruins vibe yeah, well, from four the people. trailer. And a The Ruins remains setting. a very underrated movie. The Ruins is very good. So getting good. those vibes is a good thing for me. So I'm picking this as my Dark Horse pick. Look, it could fall flat on its fucking mm-hmm. face and not be The Ruins. But I am hopeful and I will be watching I it. I feel like its ceiling is below what The Ruins is. I Probably. feel like this is the most exactly average horror movie <laughs> ever made. It's like it's intriguing in certain ways, but also it's the most like trope dependent. It, it totally. is like you go to an island that has an abandoned facility on it. I don't know it's a mental hospital. And then there's this like it, it's just a hotel cryptid sure. ghost person thing. The half faced girl, yeah. Yeah, fuck? so that's the other thing that stuck out to me. It's the half faced girl, like yeah. one over two as a fraction. I the first time the first time I heard that I thought they said the hat faced girl like a thing you wear <laughs> on your head and I was like wait she just wears hats that's what's scary like, about uh, it's, it's an adaptation of an it's an adaptation of an Oliver Sacks book <laughs> <laughs> that's a reference I don't understand no me it was uh, it sounded funny is, though you of, said it with the cadence of, of a joke. <laughs> Oliver Sacks is like a famous scientist and I think his most famous work is the the man who mistook his wife for a hat. About neurodegenerative diseases and how they oh, really fuck oh, with your brain. Oh, the, you, a hat rack, right? Or is it a hat? No, the the woman. I mean, the the book is called "A Woman Who Mistook His Is" or "The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat." And this that's is what good it's radio. And it was, it, but it, that was okay. Now this is ringing a bell. This is about the guy who couldn't remember faces. Like he had a disease that, like specifically, yes, oh my he God, couldn't remember faces remove faces from his brain. Yes, yeah, let's yeah, go okay. deeper. On on the hat thing? No, it was a it was... very funny and very smart joke. Is all I'm trying to say. It was very funny, and it just went right over our heads. And now yeah. we have to explain it, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> I think that gets us uh, to top ones. <laughs> it does. All, all I want to say is I'll just be watching it because of how attractive everyone in that fucking trailer is. Mark, what's your top one pick? It's not close for me. Well, there's there's two that are challenging this month, and I'll talk about the initiation in a little bit, but really, Spiral is the one that takes it. This is one that we've been seeing coming for a long time. Um, and on top of that, I think I'm still the only one on this podcast that has seen Jigsaw, the reboot of the franchise from 2016. Um, I've seen that. You have? Okay. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, I thought that really brought the ser- like the the whole jigsaw franchise back into a realm that was intelligent and interesting and not just gory porn essentially uh and it seems like they're bringing that same kind <laughs> Wait, of energy no, hold on. you mean like gory porn no, and gory porn is not what you meant to say it's not pornography that includes gore you meant torture porn yeah okay it, which is an estab- like he gory wasn't porn making, sounds like, pornographic much more sinister that have blood in them <laughs> Yeah, you. I mean, we're saying the same thing. No, no. Torture porn is a thing people understand. Gory porn sounds like a whole new fetish that you've developed. He might no have. Comment. In fairness, he might have. <laughs> you don't know what his search history looks Mark, like. Mark's like, I'd like to not talk about Why this do you think before. his computer keeps crashing? <laughs> it's my wife's computer. Thank you. Fucking dark web over here. <laughs> okay, well, whatever I said, you know what I meant, which is kind of the point of the language that we're speaking right now okay. um 
Spiral looks to be intelligent and funny. It's interesting to see Chris Rock as the leading role. I love Chris Rock here. Yeah, I, I love this crossover of comedians uh, coming into horror and having that sort of like dramatic flair to it. Samuel L. Jackson comes in, lends a, lends a bunch of you know gravitas to this as well. And to top it all off, it's set in a universe that was freshly rebooted in a very interesting way. So, mm-hmm. whatever, hands down, this is this is the best movie coming out this month. Yeah, uh, look, I, I picked this as my top one, too, but to, for, to mix it up a little bit, I'll talk about a different one, um, because I am very excited about Spiral. It does look legitimately great. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a different movie in Oxygen, uh, which is a Netflix movie that's Oxygen. coming out about a woman who is trapped inside some sort of, like, procedure administering device akin to an MRI machine, but it's not entirely clear what it is. I believe looks... the, the synopsis describes it as a cryogenic train, uh, chamber. Okay, but there's like robotic arms that have syringes on them too. It looks like very weird, very contained, very like small, but like capital S small, right? In a good way. Like it's a, uh, just looks really well done. It's also Alexandra Aha. Aja, Aja. Uh, most famously the lead actress from Crawl. No, dude, um, <laughs> no. Oh my god, I thought you were serious again. Oh no, my god, I wasn't serious. I would have <laughs> been. That was I'm a shocked. Call back serious. To... <laughs> Holy I'm shocked fuck. that you remembered that the uh, yeah, <laughs> that happened. Cue you had three years ago. <laughs> Holy that shit! A, that was a deep callback to our own podcast, Jake. So Aja deep did up. high tension. I'm firing on most another notably, comedy level right now. Most well, notably, I, I mean, realistically, at this point, most notably, he did Crawl. And Crawl when he did Crawl, Jack misunderstood what the credits yeah. were saying and thought that it was describing the lead actress of Crawl. I think more yeah. people know Crawl, but I think more people who are into horror would cite high tension. Whatever. Aha's... Is it Aha or It's Aja. Aja. I have no idea. Okay. Aja is a very... I obviously have no idea. We all idea. know what we're talking about at this point. <laughs> you should know. You're the fucking French speaker. I don't know. People say Aja. I just listen to what other people say, and then I say it with... Com- I repeat it with confidence. Being a French speaker, people pronounce their own names in a variety of different ways. Huh. I know that's like name. it's a Spanish name, name but <laughs> really only Marque. one way. Marque. Uh, either way, I, I'm going to go with oxygen just because. Look, I'm, at a minimum, the barrier to entry on this is like nil. It's on coming out on Netflix. It's going to be that's fucking why you fantastic. No, I mean it, it also looks really Boy? good. Okay. Fine. Jake, what'd you go with top one? I went with the Quiet Place Part Two, man. Um, I wow. am okay. I am riding or dying with the heart on this one. Uh, all of us really like a Quiet Place. I am also interested in the new entry in the Sawverse, but I'm not the biggest Saw fan. Um, sure, it's fine. Like I really like the original, and then it kind of went downhill from there. I haven't even seen Jigsaw, as Mark mentioned. So I am excited for it. The cast looks fucking great. Everything looks great. It does. But my heart will is say- more in line with what. A Quiet Place has to offer, and I really hope they don't fuck it up. I think that it was a good pick at Dark Horse. I am a little scared, but it is still the one that I am most excited for this month. It and might it's break my heart. We're all I gonna hope see. it does We're obviously all going to see A Quiet yeah. Place, too. I, it might it, break my heart. I hope it doesn't is kind of my my thing. I just am too excited for it to not put it at top one. But you also talk about cast. like at, In A Quiet Place Part 2, we've got a couple of like younger actors, kid actors, at least for the younger kid who are proven to be pretty good and watchable from the first movie. And then you have Emily Blunt, who's great. And Killian Murphy, who everything I fucking see that guy in, I like him more and more. Nothing about the quality of what, like nothing about the performances or any of that is going to be the downfall of this movie. If it is not what we hope for, if anything, it's that it is written in a direction that we don't want it to go in. 
yeah. and we disagree with. And that is that'll be the, that'll be the victory in its own right. It's it's not about how shitty people are to each other. It's just they actually bring in something if, else. Movies still could suck if they do that. Whatever, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is um, there anything else we want to cover before we get out of here to the feature presentation? Yeah, I name checked it already, but I want to go back to initiation, uh, sure. which is just a fastball right over the plate for me. This is a slasher set in like the social media circles of a college. We don't really need to go any further into it than that because that's all you need to know about it. That seems fun as hell. It's about a bunch of fraternity bros like murdering each other or something. <laughs> I am also glad Mark you mentioned Aquarium of the Dead earlier because that does look the most like like the like original Sharknado is a very fun and like caringly made movie. It's not the like it is a joke, obviously, but it's not like a bad move. People fucking put their hearts into that and it shows. And it does feel the most like that of a lot of these movies we've seen come out in the last few years. And then I want to talk about two of my runners up for dark horse. The first of which is sound of violence, which is one of the mm. most confusing trailers I've seen in a long time. The concept though, it looks so unique. I guess it's about like a DJ who makes like the, her songs with a MIDI pad out of the samples she takes from murdering people or something like that. So that yes. could be super interesting, but also fucking crazy. Hey, yeah. speaking of fucking crazy, the second movie I want to talk about is Black Friday Subliminal. Oh, which thank wins you. The award, Read the synopsis. Read the synopsis. Which wins the award for being the most bonkers, off-the-wall nonsense I have seen in a long time. Read the synopsis. trailer was like three minutes long. <laughs> when an African-American NYPD officer adopts a fallacious disregard of the conspicuous, he becomes consumed by more than meets the eye, is the synopsis. <laughs> A fallacious disregard of the conspicuous. What? That is a quite a turn of phrase. <laughs> Meaningless, but... <laughs> he he goes into a coma. The doctor says, you have powerful and dangerous tumors, and we have nanobots, which are like Navy SEALs, that will go in there oh and help God. you fight the tumors. I need to watch this movie with you guys. We need to watch this Dude, life. <laughs> this trailer was to. fucking like three and a half minutes long. I think I just saw the movie. It's so true. This is going to be incredibly dumb and will be one of the most fun experiences I will have in my life if we're able to like sit down and really give this and thing watch a Mystery it Science Theater 3000 Absolutely, treatment. yes. There's one other one I wanted Me to talk too. about just for the experience I had while watching it. Oh, it's Hoodman or Hoodman because there's no yeah. space or Hoodman. hyphen. So I think it's Hoodman. It's Hoodman. But Hoodman, I thought, was trying to be a urban legend about like a killer in quote unquote the hood and then i watched a trailer that appeared to have been written and starring exclusively white people and i was like this is horrible and it's not until halfway through you realize oh no the killer wears a hood that's the hood they're talking but, about they, i would like you but, to clarify that you realize i realize yeah that was yeah. like never even once implied that <laughs> what you thought <laughs> that it was, was a you serial. thing yeah it's <laughs> what a strange hood, place to i don't go. know I thought it was just uh, it's, I just it's wanted top of to, mind, to get Jack. my experience out there. Unbelievable! It's, it doesn't look good, but it looks less horrible than I expected. The, <laughs> based yeah, on what I thought it was. The only other one that I want to mention just really quickly is Skull the Mask, which is a Brazilian movie that pretty much is just about the crazy practical gore effects. And that movie looks like it was fun to make. So if you like really crazy practical fun. gore effects, that's probably the movie for you. Yep, absolutely. Should Seance we go to feature presentation. Looks good. Oh, seance. Talk about that, Mark. No, I just just seance. I just wanted to say a name before we left. There we go, seance. That <laughs> okay, also looks pretty people. good. Like I said, there's a lot of dark horses. The name this sucks. Crazy. The name sucks, just like your next. Names, yeah. Seance is such a bad name. Yeah. Yes. The agreed. makers of your next. They're on a. Tr they're running train on 
fucking making movies with bad names. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's go your to next came out over 10 years ago. <laughs> your next <laughs> also okay. isn't that bad a name. It's not great. Seance is worse. <laughs> Feature presentation! <laughs> Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1973's The Wicker Man. Now, Mark, you picked this movie, and I happen to know for a fact you did not know very much about this movie. <laughs> Never seen it before. Uh, I have seen the Nicolas Cage version. Obviously, like you have. You've seen every Nick Cage movie. Two or three times now, um, <laughs> and I wanted to know the source material a little better, so... And I think this happened in chat, but you didn't know it was like kind of a musical movie. No, I think that happened in did the- Did this happen in chat? No, that didn't happen in chat. That happened out in our draft. Oh, okay. It happened somewhere. I, I think. Even I don't know. It had even been know. discussed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would have been present for either one, Jake, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is this new? <laughs> is this news to you? Uh, listener, you Good couldn't Lord. tell, but Jack implied there were air quotes around the word present. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jake, what's your history with this particular film? Yeah, I've I've definitely seen it, uh, but it, I don't know how long it's been. It's been quite some time, and so watching it, especially now, uh, was kind of like a new first viewing. Like, I knew all the general beats, but going through it was pretty novel, I suppose. I watched this with my parents at an age where Yikes. it was, like, old enough for it to be, like, very weird that this was what I there's you know what no I mean? it's age like, where it's not dude this is kind of yeah. an awkward watch it's kind of an awkward bit, but like when watch. you're younger the nudity is less relevant like it's not as weird as if you're no. like 12 or 13 which bizarre. i think i was this, this whole I, movie just has a weird <laughs> i do a weird i do live movie. in a house where like if you're driving by you can just see what we're watching on the screen uh, at all times, and, and this one, like the Love Witch, is one where you're like, ah, I don't need people. You're like, I need to. Ju- I'm just gonna hang a quick tarp in front of my windows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna pop that one on there. This is weird. Yeah. Hi, neighbors. <laughs> so, Mark, what I'm getting for that is you never watch pornography on your large t- television. No, I try to avoid that as much as possible at his home. It's a mistake. Yeah, whenever <laughs> yeah. I'm whenever Anyone I'm staying over home. at your house. Anyone else's when, home is fair game. When a party's going on. <laughs> Just slap it on there. What a know? party 13 years ago it was really, happening. It really sets up the mood. <laughs> <laughs> no one has any idea We simply about. don't have time to get into that right oh, now. God. But like I said, I've seen this before one question, time. Question for it, you guys. Yeah. Uh, which one have you seen more between the two Wickermen? I've seen both of them one time. Yep, same. Oh, okay. Same cool. Z's. But I will say this one made much more of an impression on me than the Nicolas Cage one, which I saw and got very irritated by Nicolas Cage. Okay. Ah, not the bees! We need not to not... Bears. I want to we try to, to limit talk about discussion that of that movie. movie. I don't want to talk about that I want that to movie. try to limit discussion of that movie other than to say I don't understand why this movie needed to be remade. For it one, absolutely did. For one, think about how Nicolas Cage would rate Okay, we've, we've done too much. See? You need to do less. <laughs> Mark, you picked this movie. You know what that means. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Get us a 30-second plot synopsis. Sergeant Howie flies out to a remote Scottish isle where he is supposed to investigate the disappearance of a girl named Rowan as he fly, you know, flitters around the this this cultish neighborhood trying to find this girl. Everyone seems to be impeding his investigation, uh, ultimately culminating in him finally figuring out what's going on, finding her. She's actually a double agent luring him into becoming the sacrifice to the pagan gods so that they can have a better harvest, and he's burnt to death in the Wicker Man at the end. People sing throughout the most of the movie. 
time. time. Well done, Mark. Mark, that was pretty great. Mark, that was pretty great. Um, prepare that in advance. It has the vibe that you prepared it in advance. I know. So what I was going to say was that was sheer panic from start to finish. So I guess well, I sold work. it work. Well. <laughs> you absolutely. I, I, I'll admit I, there are times where I have rehearsed these in advance. And frankly, this time around, I forgot I had to do it <laughs> and uh, was trying to stall. <laughs> Well, Mark, maybe you should do that more often because you did a goddamn great job, genuinely. Well, I also I, I like mean, how you wanna... anytime there's any amount of like adequacy from one of us, we just are so skeptical of it. We're shocked. Wait, yeah, you did an okay job. How dare you? <laughs> I, I had an inkling. I had an inkling. This is this is just throwing dirt on my own grave here, but I, I had an inkling that when when I watched the movie that I kind of wanted to write like a song a poem or some type of thing i could sing to be thematic and that's yeah. too much work for me right now give me <laughs> give me a while give me a long time and i'll I'll start doing that but like 18 years or can't so. do it oh, man. yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> give or take spare time on your hands <laughs> until until i can start shipping my daughter off to soccer practice or something like three times a week i'm not gonna have that type of time <laughs> nice Nice. Either way, Mark, I'm very impressed. But now it's time to talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into, except for folk horror, which I think is one we've added and absolutely fits into. Have we added that one? We definitely talked about it. As the official factotor, I should probably have that shit up, but I do not. <laughs> okay, musical. Um, yeah, musical is the other one. Foreign? Foreign. Technically, this foreign. is on foreign cult. soil, foreign. boys. Yeah. So it's a, it's a folk cult musical. From Scotland, yeah. Yeah, is it a? It's it's a cult. It's definitely it's a cult. definitely a cult. Yeah. No Folk cult, like there's a cult. Added. Yes, that's what I mean. Okay, yes, that's what we mean not, by not like that's it's a cult classic. Cult. Also, not like there is a cult on screen. Also, specifically not related to the Indianapolis cults. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah. cult or small horses. Well, Jesus. Okay, cool. That's what the cults are named after. Cool. What does the movie do right? Wow. Yeah, just firing right into it, huh? Uh, most yeah. of the songs in this kind of rule. Uh, normally, especially from 19, 1970s, the mix of, of sound is pretty bad. But mm. I found both, um, and I'm making these names up, so bear with me, but um, in the Summer Isle Wood, the one with the boys dancing around the maypole. Sure. That's a bit of a bop. And, a bit of a bop, uh, huh? <laughs> that's a, a bit, bit of a bop. bop. And what the other one was, Who Is There, uh, which is the uh, Nighttime Naked song, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that song is actually called. Nighttime Naked song, <laughs> where it like freeze frames on a couple banging in a field. No, yeah. this is, wait, no. The, I well, thought this no, was it's, the one it's when the, the daughter. This is the one when he is in the, uh, yeah. he's in the hotel room. It's the innkeeper's she's, daughter. Yeah, she's, well, the innkeeper's daughter is like the shanty they sing. Yeah. No, oh, no, I but she is the one singing the song. Yeah, she is the one singing the Fuck, song. Yes, dude. and she's naked and like writhing up against his wall. Yeah, it's... Jake, what you said was confusing because there's a song called The Innkeeper's Daughter. I understand, Daughter, so... I understand, but it's also like <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have had to even get to the point where I said The Innkeeper's Daughter because I felt like it was obvious. For the record, it's The Landlord's Daughter. Oh, thank you. Whatever, Just he's to... an innkeeper. I don't need their also a fucking classifications. I mean, he's legally not a landlord. If I'm just trying just... to get things accurate. I'm just trying to keep Rent... us on track. There's no when you don't have a leasehold estate, the person isn't a landlord. So, Jack, just I don't saying. think they abide by our Christian beliefs of landholdership. We got to hold on. Are you a magistrate? We got to get a magistrate in here on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be a magistrate in Idaho because I'm not 35. I don't know what Hawaii's laws are. Mm. Probably more normal. Wait, so but they I have could... the same requirements to be a magistrate as they do to be the president? 
Yep. It's wow. uh, equivalent position. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> States' rights, man. There you go. Ninth Amendment or Tenth Amendment. I can't remember. I think it's Ninth. Perfect. Nailed it. Ninth Both Amendment. of those are ghost-related. So I'm going Ninth wrong. Amendment. No, those, are both go- those, are, those are the two ghost-related amendments is the problem. <laughs> Thou shalt not be haunted. <laughs> you said that in kind of a JFK voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you okay, did. so we were talking about this movie does right, for the record, and Mark said that we had some bops. Yeah. Dude, In the Summer All Wood is pretty cool. There's like this this like crescendo of of, of singing over each other. It's around. There's a uh, yeah, no, mouth harp. There's like a mouth harp underscoring the whole thing. Is it cool to call it a Jew harp or is that not acceptable anymore? I don't think Definitely that's okay. Definitely not acceptable. Okay. That's like the official name of the instrument. No, it's a jaw harp. Always has been a jaw harp. Racists changed it to a Jew harp when they thought it was dumb and Jewish people were bad. Oh. Okay. Well, anyways, mouth harp is what I <laughs> meant to say and said all along, I think you'll find. I'll, I'll just bleep it all out. Jack brought this up. <laughs> How dare you, Jack? <laughs> Mark, I agree completely. I, I think that this, while any sort of a musical is is a bit of a challenging watch, especially if you're not expecting it, uh, this one has some easy-to-listen-to songs, and they fit the weird mood that it sets It's like a, a good mix of, like, it feels like traditional folkloric music. Like, it totally. feels like they did their research. I, they're they, rooted like, in a style, like, there's a lot of strings here that are of like the more like Gaelic style that I think sounds really interesting and cool. So that is an easy listen for me. Um, and then like it's rooted, like it's a folk horror movie and there's folk songs happening throughout. So I think that that just really helps with the overall mood of the film. And absolutely. I, I, I should have done more background reading on the folklore of this Island, but see earlier comment about available time. Um, the, Car- the opening card of this movie is basically thank you to S- Lord Summer Isle for teaching us about these beliefs that you have on your island. I yeah. don't know how much of this is actually based somewhat in reality. Is Lord Summer Isle actually a person? No, that- they just it does it, not it, appear it, on the Wikipedia page at all. So. It's uh, a <laughs> it's it's a kind of a clever intro. I actually like that because this is a fairly early movie to have done something like that. It's kind of like what you see in a found footage flick. Okay, so they're they're playing up the. All of that was self-referential. Yes. There's not yes. any additional. Okay. Correct. I, I, okay. To my knowledge, you fooled me. You got. You got me. Congratulations, Count Dooku. You well, I would think that's something again. it does right. <laughs> I mean, Christopher Lee is something else it does right. Oh, that dude my rules in this. Goodness. This is peak Christopher Lee. It's pretty darn close. Probably. If it's right, not yeah. peak, it's up there. And they even get his singing in there, his like operatic yeah. singing. I mean, they do a dude... terrible job syncing it with his mouth shapes, but they do there, a great there are job. Some, of... There are some sync issues in this, but it's okay. <laughs> that dude peaked for like 30 goddamn years. That dude Sean. peaked his entire <laughs> fucking life, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he hasn't even begun to peak yet. I didn't I didn't actually mean to transition us. Christopher Lee is objectively what it does right, but Jake, you mentioned something else it does right that the folk music fits into, how weird it is, and that's another thing this movie does hard right. It is fucking weird from start to finish. Yeah, it's, it's committed to the bit. Off-putting. It's very 100%. weird. 100%. It's awkward. It's off-putting. It, it creates like this off-balance sort of... Like, I don't... I, I don't know. I, I don't watch this movie and, and feel comfortable, and that's what it a, needs to be. Very nuanced way, though, because it's not just like all weirdness all the time, mm. which feels alienating, right? There is these people have enough like they're they're regular people on the island and they have enough like stuff that you can relate to to make them see like just when the weirdness comes, it is 
very, very weird. Like, it's not just all weird. It's not pushed to 10 or 11. No, 100%. Yeah, I agree completely. Like, these are this is a smaller village on one of the islands of Scotland. Like, they're relatively isolated, and there'd be some weirdness that comes from just being a small town. But it's not outrageous. It never goes over the top. Yeah, totally. Well, until it goes, like, all the way over the top. I don't know that it ever does. <laughs> even then. No, even then. Which is another thing I really wanted to talk about. There's, like, no good guys and no bad guys in this movie. Agreed. Like, arguably the protagonist is the villain throughout the whole thing. I mean, and I, looking there are back only on it, bad guys. I, They're all just I'm bad guys. I'm fine with it only Everyone's being bad, bad guys, guy. but the, it's, yeah. yeah. They're all there the same good guys. Because I fucking hate him throughout the thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it goes a little a... harder on Christianity than I thought. Um, but I agree completely. Like it doesn't like set him up as being a an an- clear antagonist. Like it's just kind of like humans doing weird human things and being weird because people. His movies things. really interesting. It's very nuanced. As far as I could tell, like its message is kind of just like all beliefs are fine, but when you take any of them too far, it's yep. all equally fucked. Yep, that's so kind of my everybody calm the, the fuck down. Yeah, yeah, which I think is good. I really wish I feel like the piece of this movie that we're missing is the ability to watch it in the like pop culture of 1973. Like I totally. have no idea how this how Was the he protagonist to be the protagonist. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how his demeanor came off at the time. Like mm. especially especially given cuz I I'm not I'm look, I'm not a scholar on like modern UK history, but when were oh, no? No. Uh, uh when <laughs> were the troubles? That was like 90s 80s, right? I they think were, so. They, yeah, they were certainly brewing at the time, though, where there was this general like upswell of Christianity and its power, uh, like the church's power within the UK, right? And that clashing against, uh, whatever Irish Catholicism in Ireland, obviously. But then, uh, I mean, how would that play against pagan uh, rituals that were happening around and them trying to enforce this, you know, their own weird Protestantism? My understanding of the Troubles is it's like a, it was like a long thing, like three and a half decades almost, or something like that. But it did hit its peak in like the mid '80s, peak of violence, certainly. Right, right. But I guess, I guess that's my point: is we've, especially in the United States, largely forgotten about the fact that that was a huge conflict in the UK as a whole for multiple decades, and this was set like right fucking in the middle of that. So even though it wasn't, uh, you know, the British Church versus why can I not Anglican? What is it? Protestants and Catholics okay, are what Protestants, the troubles cool, like whatever. were. We're gonna go with Protestants. I mean, a- Anglican is the other is like, the is, is the, the actual like Church of England. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, C of E. So whatever. I can't remember what I was saying. Even though this isn't specifically Catholicism versus Protestantism, it's Protestantism versus like literally anything else. So I don't know <laughs> if, if when this came out, we, we were supposed to root more for this guy or if we were actually supposed to realize as we do today that this guy is just an unforgivable asshole. <laughs> I think whatever people may or may not have realized, I think it, it is clear that the creators wanted you to not be on this guy's side. Yeah, I, he lays like, it on pretty goddamn thick most of the way he, through the movie. Absolutely. Even yeah. even outside of the religious aspect, all the times he's just like, excuse me, hey, as you can see by these striped shirt I'm wearing, I am a police officer. <laughs> I need Especially you to know when this. He's like, when like, there's what's, what is at that point what you see as just a happy, very well-functioning society. They like, burst into the schoolhouse of and be like, this is unacceptable. You're liars. You're all <laughs> despicable liars. It's a good line. Talking about phalluses. Yeah. Phallic symbol. <laughs> phallic symbol. <laughs> you know, I... Okay, I, I, I'm breaking a rule here. I... 
always thought that the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man was a lot more of a departure from the original 1973 Wicker Man. And after watching this, they're almost exactly the same movie. It didn't need they to added, be remade. They add, that's probably true, but they added some weird extra stuff. They made the island all female, and <laughs> bees is uh, bees is the new apples. But they other had than that, Nick Cage slash a woman in a bear suit. <laughs> yeah, and they and they had Nicolas Cage be the unforgivable weird protagonist. I, but other I than that, like this. most of those strange scenes that people nitpick from the latter movie are in the original. Are just from the original. They just remade it. Like almost they shot work for a shot. lot better in the original though. But I will say this after rewatching this I I respect the new the the casting choices of the new uh, Wicker Man a whole lot more. When I'm like, oh no, you're not supposed to like the protagonist. Yeah. He's obviously part of the problem. Yeah. Now I'm like, now Nick Cage makes sense to me. Maybe like, this that's is the problem different... with Nick Cage, dude. Is that no yeah. one went went back and had context? It's like, oh, this guy's supposed to be some douche that you hate. Yeah. yeah this isn't sure. the joke I thought I was being told. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they maybe we maybe the problem was they didn't include enough musical numbers. Honestly, Corn had they done that, that probably would Yeah. Oh that, my god, yeah, the Bonnie Riggs throughout was great. Yeah. Um that that like underscoring song over the intro credits, outro credits and yep. also like a third of the way through the movie. It comes back up and then the, the musical theme is repeated throughout. Right. But it's just like the most stereotypical like Scottish folk song guy singing about Bonnie Riggs and the night he spent with Bonnie among the reeds or something. Oh, so good. <laughs> there are also some pretty good shots here. I was a little surprised. Uh, I don't know Wait, why. Wait, Mark, were you doing a joke? Me? My whole life has been a no, joke. No, no, I was joke. asking if Mark was doing a joke when he said Bonnie and he doesn't know who why Bonnie would is. You, why would you have interrupted me for that? Because the song's about barley. Yeah, bar- cor- yes, barley. I was, so I was asking if Mark was doing a joke or if he literally thinks the song was about a woman named Bonnie. They, they do. I mean, no, Bonnie is in they Bonnie the adjective, right? The, the rigs of barley is the song. Corn rigs and Bonnie rigs barley. and corn rigs are Bonnie. And don't forget that happy night among the reeds and barley. I thought it was Bonnie. All about Bonnie the is an adjective to mean like. Good or whatever. I I I thought it. Thought it was, the barley. song was the rigs of barley. Yeah, I didn't know they were saying Bar Bonnie at all. Okay, I'll I'll fact check in the background, but Jake can get back to his point that he. I mean, I don't remember this is actually making. part of the podcast. I'll come back in. <laughs> no, this is all we're leaving all of this in. Jack it's gold, in. Jake. No, it's gold. Not, yeah, clearly it's gold. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> there are also some pretty good shots here. I was I don't know what I was expecting going in. I wasn't expecting much like from a cinemat- cinematographical standpoint, but uh there were very interesting especially towards the tail end of the movie like follow shots that were done. I liked a lot of the framing that was created uh and I think that that kind of helped set the two parties at odds here. So obviously it was tail weighted like I just said, but I was very I was happy with how this movie was shot. I will say. I don't know if you guys noticed anything. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely had the cinematography as something it does very, very right. It's also just from a visual storytelling element, like the the framing from one scene to another, like directs your eye to where it wants it, to where they want it to be, to make it even feel weirder. I'm thinking specifically of the scene when he is impersonating the innkeeper in the fool's costume, and then it like 
cuts yeah. back to the room with the innkeeper who's like chained up to the bed, but in a different spot than the framing wants you to see. So you feel even more yeah. off centered. It does a really well, good it, job. It of had, that throughout. It, you know, like this isn't fucking earth shattering, but it had cool perspective shots too. Like, you know, you're, you're shooting the innkeeper's daughter uh, and her, behind her is a mirror and it's just static on her where the police officer like comes into the bar so you're seeing that whole interchange through the reflection. Like, that stuff is good. I, I like that. Do more of that. It also just Very generally good. helps when you're shooting against, like, one of the most beautiful backdrops. Like, anytime you Doesn't have a hurt. long shot. Does not hurt. <laughs> anytime you have a long shot, you can just, like, throw in a beautiful coastline or, like, incredible mountain, like, granite peak in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's a nice, easy way to just break up your shots with something absolutely stunning. No, absolutely. What else do we have in a hard right? I don't have much else here. I mean, I guess I'll put the overall concept here. Um, really? This is now kind of a trope in the horror world, right? This kind of bait and switch, folkloric, like, police officer thinks he's saving things, but ultimately he ends up being the sacrifice. Doesn't need that to comes be a police officer. Over over I, would, I would take that one step up. I don't think it needs to be a police officer. It doesn't need to be a police officer, right? But that's just how it comes up a lot of the time. But like this is used again and again and again. I, I mean, don't the police... know of an instance that we used before this. Mm-hmm. The police officer element is used to establish like society versus cult, essentially, right? Like you you need to have someone who in some way represents authority. structured normal authority. Yeah, it's yeah. it's authority within like what is accepted, frankly, Christian Western culture. And then sure. what happens when you land in a an area that like doesn't recognize that? Yeah. And the, right, and it plays exactly. with your expectations of yeah. oh, he's not here to save anyone; he's here to be sacrificed. I think that concept, I this might that might have been a, like maybe not originated, but that's very prevalent here, and I think that's really cool and original. I mean, there's movie. a reason that this is a cl- classic. Cult? Did we, did we we didn't say that, right? We didn't say it was a cult movie. Oh, we is didn't say it was a cult, cult classic. I yeah, I, I mean, mean, we, we said cult movie. Call that. Yeah. Uh, I also want to put the masks here. I think the huh. masks were really cool, the animal masks, and like the were a knowledge. very heavy inspiration for Your Next. The Your Next, your next animal masks look a lot like the animal masks from this movie. I, th- I, think I don't imagine that, that this that movie to be a was a big inspiration on a lot of horror, turns out. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't feel like you have Midsommar without this. I no. don't feel like you have oh, this. Well, sure. the Midsommar s- is this. Midsommar is this for people who are younger than us and younger than us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was I was gonna say I said the sacrament just a second ago, and that's wrong because you have that as soon as you have Jonestown. But yeah. also I feel like that's a very similar concept but to like, what we were just talking about, where there's a disparity between like modern culture and this thing that you're stumbling upon in the woods. And I even think the filmmaking aspects of the sacrament can be like drawn traced back to this, at least parts of it. Well, and I mean if we're saying that there was inspiration for your next, obviously it's the same troop that ended up making the sacrament, so there we go. We can just, it just influenced them all the way through. Yeah. And, I mean, for good reason. This is a very unique movie. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Well, with that so in mind, take... what's a do middle? Yeah. I, I had, <laughs> uh, I, I guess I just, I'm the guy who comments on this now, but the introductory credit sequence is always super charming. This time it was two songs long. The The beginning of this long, movie dude. is two songs long. But you also said you liked long. it, right? You, you thought it, you thought, you thought maybe it was actually a real, like, Somerset, Somerville Island or whatever. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not specifically just talking about the opening credit, uh, the opening, like, cue card thing, which is a good touch. Uh, if it was over my head, whatever. Uh, but also, then they just do the scenic shots of him flying his well, airplane in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's set. It, yeah, it's, it's set like in the Hebrides. Like regardless of, it's a fictitious island that's in the island region of Scotland, and it looks cool. Like my note, that was hard right for me. My note was, 
opening is dank. Was my <laughs> then you should have brought that up. I did. Well, we had already That's talked about it. Oh, okay. It happened. I, I don't know what up. was middle about that. It's just that it's long. It's like too long for you. I'm surprised neither of you guys caught. I'm surprised neither of you guys had a problem with it because it was two songs long. Technically, the second song. Yeah, they but cut it was beautiful, short. and I was vibing on the the beats, dude. I was I was into it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. It's what the movie does right. Fuck me, right? Fuck you, right? <laughs> yeah. What does it so do? Will, anything else? Anything else? Uh, I mean, we have to put the uh, the like exploitation of women in here. This can't have been a pleasant filming experience for all the women that were required to strip nude and dance around for extended periods of time. Seems also the lead does seem weird. There's yeah, a whole story lead- about I forget her name, the the innkeeper's daughter. That's a whole story. Yep. I we should talk, we should kind of talk about that. Yeah, you she should didn't because you're be informing nude me for of the this. movie and she was like talked into it and then she didn't want to be nude from the waist down cuz she was pregnant. So the director got a stunt double to fill her from the waist down and she was really pissed about that. And he was like, "Well, you didn't want me to fucking do it. So this is your fault," which feels Well, and it's horrible. it's like and it and and it's like followed her her whole career cuz all the fucking people out there in the world that are into this full nude scene have like stills of that so at events and stuff it'll be like a still of her bare back that they want her to autograph and she's like no that's not even me which like yeah i mean and the fact that she has to clarify that like my problem with it is that that's not me not just like you fucking lunatic brought a nude picture up to me at a convention for me to sign is like there is so it's so disastrous it is a laundry list of issues (laughs) fuck why is that in middle yeah that's what it does wrong yeah, no, I I forgot what segment we were. <laughs> no, you did. You started. You started your sentence with "This also belongs in middle." <laughs> I, it doesn't. It doesn't. You're right. <laughs> okay. We've been drinking for some time. That, that, seems, that seems like a hard. I don't wrong. think any listener would be confused. As to, yeah, we're not just now putting that there. Jack just brain. There's no value to dead. it. It is simply okay. exploitative. <laughs> yeah. So, so this now we're did in, nothing now we're in the wrong. middle, and actually that. Are we saying that? Oh, hold on. Hold on. As at a, a little expounding on that last point a little bit for a movie that is exploitative as it is for the mass copulation in a field shot mm-hmm. to be as restrained as it was maybe is impressive. Lots of long skirts, you know? <laughs> yeah, there was only one set of uh, of breasts in that scene. And I think they belong to a lady that was grinding on a like pile of dirt. Oh no, there were two. Grapes. You're right. No, no, there, no. Were two. there were men grabbing women's breasts. And no, it's all horrible. Never mind. That's not middle. Let's move on. It does wrong. <laughs> uh, it, it is. I think this is what Jake was commenting on right when uh, that was brought up. Is that this is? It's it's kind of notable that this isn't a movie that does something in the middle because it's it's so stylized and specific and weird that it can't really do anything in the middle. I, yep. I was thinking a lot about the Love Witch when I was watching it. It's like I, even if I don't really like love this, you fucking made a lot of choices and goddamn went. Well, I for think them. that's why this was such an interesting watch, right? Because having seen it once, I I think I sort of tiptoed near this, but didn't go full fledged into lips. it near the start of the podcast when I said I'd seen Pretty. it once and it was good to go back because it was like a first time viewing. Having watched all of these movies, like you can see the influence. Jake, how old were you when you watched this for the first time? I don't. I would have had to. It was. It was probably late high school, so like seventeen, okay. sixteen, seventeen. Because I got to tell you, having watched this when I was twelve, in which I was 
very enthralled by the nudity, but also very much trying not to be enthralled by the nudity because I was watching it with my parents. It's like That's very, very casual, like you're cool with it, but you're not yeah. going to comment on oh, it. Oh, this is just a normal thing. It's not the most exciting thing I've ever seen in my whole this fucking life. This is just what an R-rated film is like, parents. Oh, Grow oh, up. Let's talk about that. When this first came out, it was released in the upper, the mid, the mid Midwest, and it was released as a PG movie. Oh, God. My goodness. Oh, yeah, sure, because this would have been behind. Can you imagine, like, and and we're not even talking about, like, I mean, that's pretty Bible Belt adjacent, right? This if not Bible been, Belt, well, it's adjacent. Like, that did not go over well. This was before This was before people were really even considering, like, PG-13 yeah. and all that stuff, right? Like, all of those early PG movies were way inappropriate, like Gremlins and shit, mm-hmm. or Temple of Doom, I think, is one of the other famous ones. So, I don't know. I guess I could kind of see how this might sneak uh, by some censors. I don't know, Jake. The upper the upper Midwest isn't totally, like, Bible-belty. There's just a bunch of Lutherans up there, don't you know? <laughs> I have nothing to say. Jack, Jack said it perfectly. <laughs> Jack uh, was raised in Minnesota, briefly. I was. Raised as, sure. Briefly, for, like, 11 years. Yeah. Mark's doing a lot of math about my childhood now. <laughs> I refuse to speak first. <laughs> <laughs> Are you scared of you're going to say something wrong? What else did the movie do wrong, boys? Not that much, right? It's like it's so weird and specific that it's like hard to talk about a lot of things it does like very very it, it, wrong. I mean it becomes opinionated I think is the thing, right? Like yeah, to me yeah. this movie overstays its welcome. But that's, that's me as that. a the, modern yeah. audience. Like I I know what it's doing and I know but the it, movie. <laughs> So I but was kind of like, done with it by the end. Within the movie, it, it it also it makes the weirdness of it less effective when they inundate you with it that much and just like saturate you in both people's sides of this weird thing. I agree. So what I'd written down is something that we had basically already talked about, but what I had written down is does wrong is the abject intolerance of Sergeant Howie or whatever the fuck his name is. But I think that the movie's playing with that, right? It's a commentary. It is. And I mean, the other thing I'd written down is like, I guess this whole island is just set up on fooling people into cultish slavery, which is like almost literally exactly what a cult is. But Lord Summerisle just straight up tells him like, yeah, my grandpa was a biologist. He came here with these cultivars of of fruit we could grow. And it just seemed like people worked harder if we allowed them to be pagans. So we just really played up the paganism. It's also a really insightful like a weirdly insightful uh, depiction of like how these kind of like isolated self-sustaining cults develop, right? Of like, it seemed like an easy way to get this labor going and then we pushed it hard and now it's all that is. Yeah, like we when, tried when it you, briefly and turns out it's like incredibly easy to manipulate people. When you cut hard. people off from outside <laughs> resources, it turns out they're really easy to manipulate. So that's the least shocking development of humankind. (laughs) Turns out religions only really work when nobody's allowed to read the internet. So uh, what this movie does right is it nails uh, religion's like role in society almost exactly. And what it does wrong is that makes me feel bad. Oh God! (laughs) Look, this movie made me feel bad about myself because by the end of it, I felt precisely zero sympathy for that motherfucker as he was burning inside the wicker man. I was like, Especially because cool. he didn't no, even fucking is... try and break out. The thing's made out of wicker. You can't kick through <laughs> yeah, wicker. Like, dude, you could, you could at least do something. Like, I don't know. It might be pretty strong, but I feel like he could bust through some shit. His, whole, his whole thing he is he's try. just going to pray loudly. Yeah, he didn't even try. He just prayed. And, like, I, I was so, like, 
Obviously, I'm not saying you need to burn everyone. Whatever, like dude. That, but, it's but I motherfucking hate that guy it's, so much. It's, I was like, cool, burn. Uh, yeah, you, you know burn, what? You it's actually. I think this is something the movie does. Blow the whistle, Mark. Okay. This is something that. Yep. Something yep, the movie does is, nitpick. This is something the movie does nitpick. Actually, is not having that fucker <laughs> try to break out of the wicker. That's exactly what a someone that is that devout a Christian would do: is fucking thoughts and prayers instead of actually acting. God damn it. <laughs> At least, yeah. at least in the remake, they broke his legs first, you know? He couldn't totally. break out if he broke his legs. Totally. They, they thought sure. things through. Uh, it was a really well thought <laughs> Nitpick out felt bad about the animals. So it's that's unclear fair. if any animals actually died in the making I of this, don't, right? That's to... worse. That's worse. I felt bad about the animals under the assumption that it was all good. And then I saw okay. that there was some debate about whether they actually burned animals. Yeah, it's weird because like it. So the the story apocryphally goes that the the lead God. actress has said that there were animals in there and they burned. And the director has said, no, she's mistaken. We never put animals in there. Was that all means they probably things, burned which some feels animals. like okay, calm down. You you silly woman. You don't know what you're. T- that like, seems like, like they that burned guy burned some animals. Some animals it, yeah, it also feels like around. yo, this was 1973. All of these animals definitely died. One hundred percent. Horrible, horrible. Uh, uh, also a nitpick. That would be something uh, the movie does wrong. To be clear. Actually, is there? Do we have a middle pick? Do I have a, an intersection Jack, between pick heat whatever and you want, pick? man? It's the pick section. No, I want both. It's both. I want it to be it's sure. We have confusing pick. Jack, Jack, Jack. Jack. We have neat pick, pick, not pick, nitpick. No, it's none of those. It's both a neat pick and a nitpick at the same time. Okay. So it's the not scene pick. where she opens, where he opens the desk, and there's a beetle tied around a string and a nail. Yeah. That's a creepy ass scene, and it was very cool, but it's also horrible to just do that to a beetle for no fucking. Reason. I mean, he does call that out. You're you're siding with your homeboy here. Yeah, Sergeant I'm, Howie. You and Sergeant Howie go way back. No, I think it's a cool scene. I just think uh, you know he didn't need to do that to a. You're beetle. worried about the, the animal cruelty of the beetle on set. Is that what you're saying? A little bit. I mean, I feel like they probably. Didn't leave they the did that there. a thousand times to a thousand different beetles before they didn't rip one's leg off when they tied the string around it? I don't feel like it'd be that hard to tie a string around a beetle of that size. It wasn't a small beetle. No, it wasn't. It was an average size beetle, Jack. The scene. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was funny, but it was. God, I, it was quite a way to say that. I don't. I don't even know if you're trying to do an accent. He was, dude. Not, but I feel like he was trying to do. You're like trying your, to do like an Minnesotan Amish accent. Thing. I don't. It felt. It sounded like an Amish accent. You're out among them, English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm of. I'm of Amish stock. Believe it or not, my uh, my mom's mom was raised in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Interesting. So we is technically not Amish. Moravian. Oh, what word did you say instead of Amish? Moravian. I've never heard that before. It is a it is another type of religious sect very similar to Amish. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um I feel like telling the Christopher Lee's explanation to the police officer about why all the young women are nude. Oh my god. It's much I... too dangerous to jump through a fire with your clothes on. I feel like that's the only thing these kids learn in school, and they learn it from a, all the girls learn it from a young age, and that's the only thing Christopher Lee makes them teach the young girls. Is that it's dangerous to jump over a bonfire with One, clothes on? You have to jump through a bonfire. <laughs> two, obviously you can't do that with clothes on. Three, do the math on those two things and tell me if you want to wear clothes when you're eighteen or not. 
<laughs> Isn't life just one big bonfire, Jack? <laughs> oh God! I, I had that exact same thing written down. The Christopher Lee's delivery of that line is wonderful. It's creepy Lee, as hell because of the general concept. Is this his best concepts. role? I think this is no, his best role. I don't think He's it could so be. So fucking good. We're gonna have to it's watch some more Hammer. We're gonna have to watch some I, Hammer. Yeah, I'm also a little biased because he thinks it's his best role. Well, now you're just now you're just flexing with an interview you read a while ago, man. I don't read things. <laughs> I can't. I can't come to play with you on this. Uh, here's a neat pick I have. He was pretty good at Saruman too. The officer, yeah, he was. Okay, anyway, he's also pretty good in that weird like garage music video where he Dude, says, "I slid the blood of a thousand Saxons." He's and- good. At, he's good at everything. He's ever. <laughs> he, he's a fucking classic. I, I don't understand great. why he took the role of Count Dooku. I just want to put that out there. He was great in it. He was good at yeah. I mean, he was fine, but also weird choice. He when dude, the, he was in like seven hundred credits. When the officer goes to the cemetery, the graveyard, there's a woman who's nursing a child, and then just like palm up, arm extended, holding an egg throughout that whole scene, multiple different <laughs> angles, uh, and. Number one, I just want to commend that woman's upper arm strength because she is doing that for like three straight minutes, just holding an egg up. It's pretty impressive. Which also means it was probably like half an hour at least of them taking multiple takes. Bare minimum. And number two, Jake, you don't have to do it. I'm not saying you're not stronger than this woman. Okay, calm down. I'm just trying to see how long it's going to- I know you get upset when people say you're not as strong as women. I'm trying to see how long it's going to take me to start to get fatigued. (laughs) And let me tell you, already am. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but number two I just love how long like even when they cut to a different angle and examining a different grave she's just barely in the background but still just breastfeeding and open palmed extended arm so, holding an egg so it's so weird. bizarre so weird. it's such a weird choice and I love it you know what going back I don't we, I did we say this in Deseret the bizarre shit there's just like weird bizarre shit yeah we've talked about bizarre shit many we times we talked about the weirdness but I don't know if we talked about like specific weird incidents but we, we talked about the overall general general vibe of weirdness we have okay, now cool glad we got there um i really want to talk about his ability to search houses for this child at the end where he finds so he goes into this house there's the lady who's like hey what are you doing he's like i'm searching every house for this child and then he finds a cool looking staircase either up into an attic or down into a cellar it's kind of hard to tell what direction it's going <laughs> It's like an Hesherian staircase. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, he's just like, oh, that looks cool. Turns around, walks away. Oh, meanwhile, I'm going to like open (laughs) a chest of drawers that nothing's inside. Then I'm just going to kick open a bathroom door that a woman is bathing inside of. It's... <laughs> and he just goes, oh, so, oh, and it's the smallest bathtub. She's yeah, not bathing inside. Bathing is a She's weird a term. Bathing implies they're in a bathtub. bathtub. Yeah. She's bathing inside of a child's bath, like a basin. <laughs> Mark, they had to be small when you had to fill them with pots of water you carried up from the stove. I mean, probably fair, fair but also, I, I actually, that's another thing I would wonder. Is that was that a weird thing in the 1970s, or was that just like, oh yeah, that's kind of how it is sometimes still i mean it definitely wasn't in the 1970s but probably like in the 1890s which is how these lunatics in the 1970s lived on this weird island so well and yeah i mean okay yes sure they were living by little house on the prairie rules mark uh i don't have any references i can pull off of that damn it i thought i had one dr (laughs) something medicine woman what was her name (laughs) dr quinn (laughs) dr quinn medicine woman (laughs) that seems adjacent to what you're talking about not really, but okay, I'll move on. Here's another nitpick. I'm probably never going to get to stay at 
an Airbnb that is as awesome as this, like, place off a weird Scottish island where I just go in, they give me a room where I take the key that's hanging off a peg right by the bar, I can order a glass of whiskey, then take my own room key off the wall and say I'm gonna lay down for a few hours, I do not wish to be disturbed that's my new dream my old dream used to be like having a drink on a train, yeah, wearing a suit with a hat and having a drink on a train and retiring to my private car, my new dream is to go to a B&B on a private British Isle and go into the bar where there's like a rowdy local crowd and then having a glass of whiskey and then pulling my own key off the wall and saying, I'm going to my room to lay down. I do not wish to be disturbed. Okay. That's and how dream. much of this is my own nitpick? How much of this does this factor into is part of that experience is the entire rowdy crowd then sings a sea shanty to the guy behind the bar about how much they want to plow his daughter. And he's just like, yep. I mean, that's locals. a big part of it. That weirdness <laughs> is a big part of it. It's like, yeah, I got a slutty daughter. Meh. What are you going to do? Yeah, you know, we live on an island. It's, she's hot. What, do you, what are we doing? And they do live on an island, and she is hot. And therefore, that's not weird. That's normal. <laughs> we should, we'll teach the whole sound. We'll teach the whole town a choreographed song and dance about how everybody wants to sleep with her. <laughs> about, yeah. <laughs> Just like, I'd like to see the background. Like Tuesdays at the church is training for this choreographed song we sing for police officers about how hot the innkeeper's daughter is. Yeah, we we practice our like Christmas hymns, and then for those who stay <laughs> late, the rowdy crowd, we just sing about we sing we we learn sea shanties. <laughs> um, the best costume ever, and what will be my Halloween costume for every year moving forward from now on is the Salmon of Knowledge. Yeah. Yes! The Salmon of the Knowledge salmon is knowledge the best is costume I've awesome. ever seen in my whole life. And it's such a bad fish costume. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so stupid. It has like I think it's kind of a hard one to pull off, probably. Like, to create something so... that's, like, good. That's that but it's bad. Mass... Good, bad, But even bad, the fish good. costume they picked, it's not like a handmade fish costume. It's like a mass-produced, like, Halloween fish costume. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have an easy time finding it. I don't know. It's just me. Yeah, but you only got to find it once. I know, but you got to find it. I'm sure it's on Etsy. Yeah, everything's on Etsy. You're right. If it isn't, it's about to be. (laughs) My mom's a a seamstress. (laughs) I was like, wait, what are you fucking going to do about it? Oh, absolutely nothing. I'm going to ask my mommy. I'm going to be the middleman. I'm going to outsource all the labor. (laughs) Sell salmon of knowledge costumes. Do we have any other nitpicks? That's my retirement plan. This is not so much a nitpick with the movie as it is a nitpick with my own brain. But when he pulled out the photo that had 1972 written on it, my initial reaction was, what the hell does that have to do with anything? That's so long ago. That's not going to give him any information on this investigation. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, you can't just hand a picture to pass around amongst a, mon- amongst a bunch of kids because otherwise Lauren will swap it out for a garbage pail kid she had hidden in her desk and the officer won't get the picture back. Is, is this another reference to a childhood thing that happened where we're going to have to bleep the name? I don't know what I you're mean, talking about. Lauren Laura is a real person who did one time an officer came in to show us all a picture of a person and said, have you seen this person? It was uh, Ty Brad, Miss Bradshaw's class, and uh, and he, he passed around the picture, and Laura <laughs> put the picture in her desk and handed him a garbage pail kid when it got around to the other end of the classroom. And how'd that work out for her? I don't know. I assume she's been in jail ever since, is my best guess. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they locked her up. <laughs> That's what all the chants were about. <laughs> okay, Christ. I'm oh, uncomfortable. Now I'm we're uncomfortable going. Now we're leaving. Joke. We're I'm out of here. Goodbye. Yeah, ratings. Yeah, let's, go to, let's go to ratings. Study.
We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Daniel, we would rate his physique. You know what my body looks like these days? It looks like an inbred toddler has picked the pastry off a poor pie and squeezed the meat into what he thinks is the shape of a man. And for 10, think about Fred and Carrie, who would rate how well-read they are. Did you read that thing that guy wrote in the sand on the beach? Yeah. Did you read the Portland Mercury? Yeah. Did you read the Willamette Week? Yeah. Did you read the Seattle Stranger? Beginning to end. Did you read the SF Weekly? I loved it. The Harvard Lampoon? Well-written. Did you read Mad Magazine? I did not like the end of it. Did you read Kathy? Was- Stars, the first category to rate these movies. Mark, your pick, your story rating. Absolutely. I wasn't really sure where to land on this one. I'm curious where you guys come down. I gave it a five. I, I don't really... I, I understand the narrative like friction that has to be there uh, between the officer and the, the pagans essentially as a whole. But also I just don't believe his character is that driven and that obstinate to just be such a unforgivable asshole to everyone and that be that close minded. So you get like the appropriate amount of, I mean, I'll just reuse the word friction here between him and his surroundings to create the general, like, you know, unease of the movie. But outside of that, like, it's not particularly believable. There's a lot of weird concessions this movie makes. It's just a strange, like, Rube Goldberg machine marching to an inevitable burning of a person as a sacrifice. That's really interesting. I give this movie an eight for story. I think this is a brilliantly written movie. I think it's so nuanced and especially having like rewatched it based on what I remember the first time it's so like nuanced and subtle in terms of there really aren't any good guys here I really like its message of like faith is fine but like you take it too far and it's all bad it doesn't matter what side you're on I also think that like watching this and not identifying at all with the protagonist I I, and still pulling that off as a story is really really interesting and hard to do and this movie does it very well I I think that like a nuanced movie like this doesn't come along all that often and I think they do a great job not to mention how many horror stories it's inspired since it's existed like i just think this is a very brilliantly written movie it's not perfect i think it's like it's missing a lot of planting and payoff stuff but it is a really really well written movie jake i gave it a six and a half so i ended up kind of in between you guys i agree with both of you to a certain degree uh i think it's a well-written movie i think that it could have probably been a little tighter in some respects but whatever dude 1973 Oh, the only other thing I wanted to mention, Mark, is that I uh, I am never surprised. This plays into my own biases, but I am never surprised by a person's capacity for close-mindedness, especially a person who is a very Jesus-oriented person. I'm going to let that one linger for a moment. Just really make it <laughs> World-building immersion is our second category. Mark, what is your world-building immersion score? I gave it a five and a half. This is just such a weird movie. I have a hard time pegging it down. There are points where I was really immersed in this and there were points when I was like really taken out. It's it's also you have you have to deal with the fact that this is a Jesus 50-year-old movie, 48-year-old movie now. No way. <laughs> My goodness. Yikes, a Rooney. Uh, so you you have the own issues, the, the, you know, the issues that come with that of audio mixing and looping and you mentioned it earlier of them trying to sync up the audio track of uh uh Mr. Lee, I guess Sir Lee, really, uh singing in a studio with him singing on the stage. That's the weirdest way to say that. Isn't he a knight? I'm pretty sure he's a knight. Yes, he's he a is. knight, but you said you said Mr. Sir Lee, Lee like you couldn't remember his first name was Christopher, and then you said Sir. I don't know. It's just a very weird way to say all that. 
Sir, Sir, Mister Chris, Sir Christopher, air quotes, Mister Lee. Yep, he goes better. by Mister by to his Nailed friends. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. There's, there's a lot of. I gave it a five and a half. It's average. <laughs> Fuck it. Christ. I did I like that they. Seven. I, I did like that they included the names of the of the pagan gods of Nordau and Avalanau. That was kind of cool. It was a good little touch. I, I felt like they nailed the the pagan aspects of this, even though I feel like pagans might disagree. <laughs> I gave it a seven. I mean, pagans are not a monolith, right? Paganism just means you didn't believe in Christianity when the world said you had right. to believe in Christianity. So, uh, but uh, I gave it a seven, mostly on world building rather than immersion. Uh, it this is one of those movies that feels like they wrote a lot more than what ends up on the screen, and that comes through in like how authentic the folk music feels and like the pagan god references it just feels it's kind of like the original ghostbusters right in that way where it feels like there's a lot more there that i'm not seeing and that makes it authentic uh it's also way more immersive than i expected it to be given that it's a british cult horror musical from the 1970s like it is actually it does it is way more watchable than i expected it to be so i'm giving it a seven that's mostly for world building jake Hmm. come to hold on come to think of it i'm giving it a half step up i'm going to six now because i fell for their fucking stupid opening cue card thing that in (laughs) retrospect is now actually a really good gag you did see it's funny so for me i don't disagree with anything that you just said jack i gave it a five Though I I I think like this was a hard one going back to what Mark said being the third guy here uh, today going back to what Mark said about how there were times where he felt very immersed and times where he was like totally ripped out. There's a lot baked into the way this movie is made and structured that is there to rip you out. I don't maybe there's yeah. someone who's gonna I mean, be more immersed the, by the, that, but the, for like, me that's three not three and it. a half minute sequence where the nude woman is writhing against a wall. There's is a ton very of it. There's a ton of it, and like overall. What I'm gonna I'm gonna say that, and I'm gonna say most of it is for the world building, like you mentioned. Therefore, I gave it a five. All right, all right, all right. That's gonna take us into scare factor. Mark, what is your scare factor score? I gave it a one. Um, I mean, not much low. extra comment there. It's it's not a particularly scary movie. <laughs> Give it a three. I mean, the 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 weirdness of this movie is genuinely very disturbing. It's it would be higher except for there's no like we talked about. There are no good guys. There's no person you're putting yourself in the shoes of, right? To to watch like to feel the fear of this movie. But at least before he's exposed as the horrible asshole that he is, like the the police officer, at least is going through all this weird shit, and it is very weird and that weirdness and that off-puttingness does make you a little uncomfortable like it'd be a lot scarier if you were an identifiable character for me he's not so it's a three jake i give it a three and a half i most of the runtime of this movie is like a one but then the end the end is pretty disturbing i don't know cult shit has always kind of been cult shit did i say that correctly has always kind of been like a little bit of a trigger for me for some reason i don't know why it's always impacted me more. The end of this is pretty disturbing, dude. Like, that would be a shitty way to go. The whole wicker thing. It's a very long sequence. Uh, the animals, all of it. I just didn't like it. It, it feels... Ugh. It'd be um, a much scarier thing if he treated it, like, with seriousness instead of just singing hymns loudly. At the, I, at the I don't sunsets. disagree with that. It's more conceptual, I suppose. It Nothing about his performance throughout that... Well, not nothing, but, you know, like... The way that it elongated, like, them dragging him up to the Wicker Man, I mean, kind of akin to, like, being dragged to crucifixion or something, I suppose, but it doesn't make you feel good. I didn't feel good. It was less of, like, a, I am scared by this and more of, like, a, I fucking hate how this makes me feel. What I did you actually give it? I gave it a three and a half. Okay. 
I, I will say some of the scenes where people popped up from behind walls with all the masks on, like in unison, were really fucking. But creepy. it had like a little bit of a twinkle. No, the word the word you meant to say was funny. Yeah, it had like a little bit of a twinkle. It had know. like a Guillermo del Toro all of the orphanage sort of score going. We we also never talked about like how weird it is that he used mostly like non-actor extras like in the scenes where they're supposed to be singing and swinging their arms in unison but only like three people are i think that gives it a sense of like realism that like <laughs> in the circle of 60 people only three of them are on beat with the swinging their arms to the folk music is bizarre that's gonna take us into effects or judicious lack thereof mark what's your effects or judicious lack thereof score i have a six um and frankly i could probably be talked into going higher wow Really? You and I are on opposite pages today, buddy. We are. There's a lot of interesting practical here. I mean, they built an entire fucking wicker man for this thing to burn in. Uh, you know, a siding from now the animal sacrifice that obviously happened here. Um, the costumes are great. The like general setting of the aisle is very well realized. The, the the you know they built up this maypole and this classroom and all that other stuff. Like I, I I felt like the work they did to build the sets in order to feed into the world building aspect of the movie was pretty fantastic. I guess I'd be curious to know what you thought was like objectively wrong about the effects of this movie. So that's that's really interesting what you just said there because I think what has happened here is that I put those points into the world building part and not the effects part. We flippy from, floppied, but it's an atypical it, flippy floppy. It is an atypical flippy floppy. Uh, for me, what I was looking at in this case was there aren't a ton of like effects effects. There is the very poor job they did syncing the sound up with the the singing that's happening in the movie that eh. really hurt me on the effects score that's just the and 70s man also the whole climactic end is two it's it's like two layers there's fire and then there's what's happening behind it right him praying and it's just you put two pieces of celluloid there and you you put them together for the final cut of the movie it's just there's we burned some stuff in one camera and we did this in a different camera and we shoved them the fuck together. It's it's like when people take a non-3D movie and try to make it 3D by like making two layers of stuff that comes out at you, right? It's just they just very... take the exact same slide and like offset it slightly one to the left, yeah, one to the right. Exactly. It's uh I don't know, it's like they didn't do a lot of actual effects for me and for what they did. I gave it a three. I don't know if I said that. You um, it doesn't look great. The fire didn't look good. The sound effects don't look great. I, I agree with you that the costuming and like setting was really fucking cool, but I think I put those points in world building. Jake. I gave it a five. I <clears throat> ended up in the middle again, so not a lot to say here. You guys talked for quite a while. <laughs> so so long that you lost your voice as a matter of fact. basically yeah <laughs> that's gonna take us into overall mark what is your overall score i gave it a six which means this uh, the overall category tied as my highest rated category for the movie which is a bit strange but in a weird way i'm glad i watched it like this was an enjoyable experience i i don't want to get too far into the next segment but like i don't know i'm glad i had this one under my belt I enjoyed it. I'm glad I picked it. It was fun talking about it. I don't know if I need to revisit this anytime soon, but slightly better than average. It was charming and unique. I gave it a seven. I was delighted by this movie. I was shocked at how watchable it was. 
and how nuanced it was, I think, is what really, really surprised me. How much this movie has to say and what a good job it does saying it or like portraying it on the screen. Also, the visual storytelling, I think, really ties into what a good job this movie does in in like getting its message out there. I I really, really liked this movie. I think it's a really good watch. It's a seven for me. I was genuinely shocked at how much I enjoyed it this time around. Jake. I gave it a six and a half. I, this is a more important movie than it is a movie that I enjoy. So, like, just kind of, I feel like I can leave that there. There. There's a lot there there are a lot of qualities to this that have been taken and thrown out there in many, many, many horror movies that we've seen since it was created. And I think that that is commendable. I think that it was enjoyable. It was unique. It was weird. Kind of a trip. Uh, and that has both pros and cons. Well, that's going to take us into thumbs up or thumbs down. Mark, what are you doing with thumbs up, thumbs down here? I, ha- I have a suggestion, actually. I'm springing this on you guys live. Uh, but this is something I've been thinking about a while ago. Uh, for a while. We're deep into this. Shut up. I can barely form sentences at this point. <laughs> Here's my suggestion. Instead of doing a thumbs up, thumbs down, because this always gets messy anyway, can we change this segment to who would we recommend this to? That is a better segment. Okay. That is a better segment. Yeah, because I, I, we always we always basically like flip-flop around this anyway. Like, I give it a thumbs up in general, but also to most people, I give it a thumbs down. But if you're really into film, I like this. Now we're stepping a little bit on the toes of our friends over at Who the Hell Is This For, given that that's the whole conceit of their podcast there. <clears throat> is it? Well, it's also like four seconds at the end of our podcast, so I don't think it's going to be I- too much. And look, I'm quite confident that if they got an issue with it, they'll they'll come to us and we'll work it out. We'll have a straight up, straight up drink off for it or something. Ooh, straight up drink off. That's something I could participate <laughs> in. I nominate not myself. <laughs> <laughs> But either way, I think I think we go for it. Okay, uh, this would be for I I I would generally say this would be for the historic horror film buff. Outside of that, I'm not sure I'm recommending this to many people. To translate it to where we probably would have been thumbs down uh, in general. But like I said, I, I mean, I feel like if you have this appetite for very weird shit uh, and you want to see you know, a piece of film history from 1973, then this would definitely be something that you could easily fly by and that I would like to signpost as being like, hey, this is something you should probably stop for and give it a watch because it's actually surprisingly good. <laughs> I Mark, I fully agree with that take. Yeah, I absolutely. For people that are like into horror, that also you can like, like and understand that it has its problematic elements that like you have to look past, but that's okay. Because uh, it is a piece of film history and a good one, I'd recommend it to those people absolutely. Yeah, Anything I mean, from my it? side, I think it's a similar take. It's it's for folks that have seen quite a bit, but would be interested in going back and seeing like where the origins of a lot of this stuff that we see in newer movies came from. Not to say this is the first time that any of this was ever done, but it is definitely one of the more prominent examples. So it'd be a it'd be a good piece to go back and check out and add to your repertoire. Yeah. And not only like there's a lot of movies that are film history but are not at all fun or good to watch. This one is at least like was for me shockingly watchable and has a lot of interesting stuff to say. Uh so among the like, you know, film history canon, this is one of the more watchable ones of those. Right. It's like this creature from the Black Lagoon and like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I feel like are the are the golden three where they're about like twenty watchable. years apart or so, but they're actually <laughs> yeah. still pretty watchable. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, now it must be time to get the fuck out of here then. New segment over. Yeah. It's probably the best time to leave. Success. This has been episode 220 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to Z horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. You know them by now. If you don't, they're going to be down there in links in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. And hey, guess what? You're going to get all the great perks that you would for being a Patreon member and know that your money's going to a good place, a better place than us, somewhere that actually needs it. It's feeding America. We're going to continue doing that for the foreseeable future. So that's cool, right? As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. Next week, we are getting towards the end here of our current crop of horror movies. We're going to check out Jack's last pick, I think it is. Uh, oh, it shit. It is going to yeah. be a doozy. Uh, it's going to be The Forest, <laughs> and I am ruining the day already. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll surprise me. Who knows? We're, we're going we're gonna to tell you all about it in about a week. I... So, until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies, and we will report back fuck. Have a great week, everybody. (laughs) It was an average-sized Beetlejack.